Welcome to In the Spotlight with Amy Scrubs, where we feature great artists, entrepreneurs, community leaders, and well, anyone who should have that moment to share their story in the spotlight. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a great episode here of In the Spotlight, but this is a special edition. I'm going to switch us out here. Let's see if I can switch us. Maybe, maybe not. There we go. <laughs> I've had an amazing, incredible career on so many aspects, but a lot of individuals who know me don't realize the background that I really have in the real estate and mortgage community. I started in real estate in 2000, in mortgage actually, and that was a highly competitive time. Rates were high then. I was selling I was selling rates that were excited. People were getting excited to get six and a half. There was a lot going on, a big hustle and bustle, and it's been an industry that I've always been very proud to be a part of. Thankfully, I've been able to kind of come in and out at different times, but my relationships and the professionalism of working with real estate professionals as a coach now, still coaching a lot of real estate and mortgage professionals is why we've come here today because I have a passion for home ownership, especially when we talk about first time buyers. And so I reached out to Jeff and Lewis, a little tea up here. Lewis and I go back about 12 years when we were actually working together in the same company. We've been collaborating for years. He's helped friends and clients of mine that I've been able to bring to him and say, please help them with home ownership. And he's just really an expert in this space. Jeff is an amazing entrepreneur, go-getter, real estate professional in the Orange County area, Southern California. And this is his demographic of his influence as well as young adults are looking into buying a home. Is it time? Is this scary? So that's a conversation I really want to have today. And I thought you two would be the perfect match to really break through some of these narratives that are out there in first time home buyers. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Awesome. Thank, Thank, you, for Thank you for having me. Let's have the conversation. Lewis, first of all, a little bit of your background of working with first time home buyers. I know it's changed a lot over the years, but I'm sure there's probably some common threads that are still there. Uh, yes, I've been working with first time home buyers for the beginning of my career. I started over 20 years ago and it, it does change a little bit only because uh, California, uh, especially Southern California, has changed as the market values have gone up. Um, say from like the late 90s till now, but but the requirements are still there. So that part has never changed. And what I mean by requirements, um, the amount that you need to save for a down payment, uh, the credit that you're required for, to have, uh, certain criteria of number of years you have to have with your some employer, those things have never changed. Right. Um, but there is a new, there is still the strategy of saving, having good credit, and and still being able to plan ahead in order to to buy a home and we can talk more in details yes i, I want to take it over to jeff jeff you're clearly a young adult young professional mm -hmm. so you're having conversations right. with your friends your colleagues just out there what are some of the narratives taking place around home ownership especially southern california where it's almost discouraging if we look at it we just go there's no way i'll ever own a home what are some of those conversations right. that you're noticing in your profession yeah so a lot of, a lot of people when they're asking me about it you know they just they're looking and renting a place because they think it's more affordable you know because if you look at the prices of a house it is really high they don't know exactly what it takes to uh get into a house they think it's cheaper to rent than it is to buy but really it's more affordable than they may think it is they just don't know it you've experienced rents they're really not yeah. that much cheaper are they no it definitely it's definitely high around here and we saw an increase, I remember, especially during COVID, that rents just started jumping up. They, 
individuals' rents started going up out of nowhere mm -hmm. without realizing that was going to happen. Yeah, definitely. So then how do we start this conversation and say, let's at least look at this. Let's get to people like Lewis. Let's get the right answers. Mm -hmm. I think we start with, um, you know, what, what is the first steps into looking into buying, buying a house? Lewis, what do you advise on that? Well, I think what's going on is that people are starting to realize that there's not enough houses or housing in California. Uh, and many other places in the, in the nation, but specifically uh, in Southern California, there's not enough housing. There's more people than mm -hmm. there is housing. <laughs> what you're looking at is owners in California are able to now put together ADUs. So they're building smaller units in their backyards mm -hmm. because there's no housing. So rents are going up. So you've got rents going up and then you've got people who are trying to, uh, who, where interest rates are higher now and this market at the moment. So they're not putting, they're not buying houses. And then the houses that they're finding are priced higher than they want to. So when you see higher interest rates, higher values, what do they do? What other things can they do? Oh, well, let's go rent. Well, yeah, everyone else is in that same bubble, mm -hmm. in that same, in that same boat. So people are going to go find places to rent. So then that drives the demand of rent up. Well, that's what happened in early 2022. And everybody started trying to basically get out of the real estate market and go into buying rent. But that drove rents up higher, significantly higher. Things are starting to cool down now a little bit, but it hasn't changed that much. Rents are still going higher. And mm -hmm. but one of the things that we've noticed, at least on the mortgage side, is that we've been telling people, look, if you can afford a payment on, on, a, on buying a home, don't focus too much on the on the on the rate. Look at the number. Can you afford it? Because the house that you're looking at now, that house is going to be worth more a year from now. But interest rate will go down because as inflation continues to go down, interest rates will adjust lower. Um, also, historically, on an ele a presidential election year, interest rates tend to go down. Yes, yes. it happened in 2024. We have a presidential election year. Yes. So that house that is you're looking at right now, if you can afford that payment, you can refinance that rate a year from now or two years from now. But that house that you're looking at will not have the same price tag a year or two from now. So what happened is you're starting, you, we talked to a lot of clients and they're saying, well, I'm waiting for the housing to go down. I'm waiting for that housing bubble to explode. I just saw recently last Friday or Thursday, from CNBC reporting that housing prices are actually uh, going up now, again. So for all those people waiting for the houses to drop, guess what, it didn't happen. So, and guess what, rates are still in the six and a half percent range. Mm -hmm. So it, again, you, if you can afford it now, buy it now, refinance later. Uh, so, so right now people are still renting, rents are still steadily staying, staying high and I don't see them coming down anytime soon. It's such an important point you made too, because Jeff, I'm sure that you may see this happen where a client may come to you and say, I want to go look at all these houses, but mm -hmm. they don't yet know what they can afford. <laughs> How important do you right. see it is that they actually, that you make sure that they are speaking with a mortgage professional and let's find out first, because I, I think there's not enough education out there and not putting that cart mm -hmm. before the horse. Right. Yeah. It's very important because if they're, if they 
they're looking at a house that's way out of their budget, then we're wasting our time. You know, you don't right. want to, you don't want to get their hopes up for something that they're not going to be able to do. So it's important to know what their price point is so we can start looking in that area. Lewis, do you find that people are actually surprised about what they can afford without realizing? Yes. Um, like Jeff was saying, it's difficult for a real estate agent, um, you know, like Jeff, you know, he gets, I'm sure he gets clients and they want to go see a house, but for Jeff, it's very difficult for him to take a client, go look at a house, and then they want to make an offer and then they find out they can't afford it. So mm -hmm. that's the last, that's the worst thing for Jeff to oh. be <laughs> So what Jeff would do is call me and say, hey, uh, Luis, can you please go check this, uh, can you please review this client's profile? So what we do is we, I, I, I profile the client by first asking them simple questions. Number one, um, how long have you been employed by your same client? I mean, by their same employer. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about their income. We talk about their credit. So we ask basic questions like this. And, and the reason we ask about these questions is because the bank that we're looking to qualify them, they're always going to want to know stability of employment. We want to know, for example, how their credit is. Have they established enough credit the last couple of years? Because these are things that the banks will always look into. Um, why? Because they want to know they have some sort of credit history mm -hmm. of maintaining payments. So for those first-time home buyers, when you're, when you're putting gas and using your Chevron gas part, as an example, or you're going to Nordstrom's and buying something, making that payment the next month on time, those little tiny little things, even if it's $25, is huge because if you do that consistently as you're using your credit, those things will count uh, importantly when you're applying for a home loan. And your credit score from getting a 650 credit score to a 720 credit score can make a difference how much you're going to pay annually on an interest rate. It can make a difference from you affording a mortgage payment of, say, as an example, paying $1,200 a month to paying $1,500 a month. Mm -hmm. So those little things, we ask those questions. How's your credit? Have, how's your income? How long have you been working for your employer? And once we derive all those things and we review your income, we review your credit, then we go through the process of can you pre-approve? And once we go through all that, we find out, okay, this is the maximum you can afford, um, of course. And then we go to Jeff and then Jeff, this is how much they can afford. And then Jeff at that point takes over. And then Jeff, you can explain what you do at once they're pre-approved. Well, as you see, Jeff's a part of a sales team. Looks like he has an associate with us today. <laughs> Jeff, who's your associate? Uh, this is Cole. who just couldn't sit still for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, what kind of questions do you get from potential buyers maybe about programs? Are there really good initial first-time buyer programs are people wondering about down payment assistance things like that yeah i get a lot of like is there down payment assistance um what kind of credit score uh just you know things like that like am i close enough like it how is my credit going to look how's it going to affect and then what kind of what kind of money am i going to have to be able to put down and you know those programs for example um uh, Amy and Jeff, just to kind of give you guys an idea, there's so many of them. I mean, I could keep talking about all those kinds of programs that are out there and we could be Which here is great, Louis, because a lot of people don't realize that they're even an option. They just go, no, I'll mm -hmm. just keep renting until I have $100,000 saved. Right. So I'm glad that we're mm -hmm. addressing this. 
So there's a lot of programs, but I will tell you the one of the most common programs that's out there. It's called the CalHAPA program. Mm -hmm. And there's a program there that basically uh, you can get up to three and a half percent where uh, that is a down payment assistance program. So they will grant you a three and a half percent down payment available to you. And then what also they have an option for you to also help you with some of the costs that encompasses part of the loan. So in other words, when you're doing a loan, the bank will grant you, will help you with the loan. Then the state or CalHAPA will help you with the down payment. But in addition, there's cost involved. So there, there is even an additional grant to help you with some of the costs. Um, so all of this, if you start adding it, will help you with the overall cost and down payment. Um, the, down, the down payment, there's a very, very small percentage that is, um, that's a charge for the down payment, but it's extremely small. And then you don't have to pay it back until you decide to either sell the house or refinance the loan mm -hmm. down the road. That's but, it's available. but that's available. Now, there was a program that recently came out in April. It was a California Dream that allowed you to uh, actually get 20% of the down payment, but it was so popular that it lasted less than two weeks. Wow, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yes, because again, Incredible. the demand for for the demand for it is so huge in California, and it was one where basically you borrow twenty percent, basically get the down payment, but the but the state basically was also going into it where they after several years, if you decided to sell the house, the state would basically you would give the state back twenty percent, but then the equity you would build, let's say you build a hundred thousand equity you would pay back the down payment plus you'd give 20% back to CalHatha and then the rest you keep it to yourself. It was a win-win program, but it was gone in less than two weeks. So oh literally we were taking applications, but they were gone. It was supposed to hopefully last longer, but it was that popular. But CalHatha still has that program mm -hmm. um, for three and a half percent down. You can use it as a conventional loan or you can use it as a uh, FHA program. How how much is that opening up more opportunity for, especially first-time buyers, which I always say are young buyers, but there's first-time buyers of all ages, but really mm -hmm. thinking about our young adults that maybe have been discouraged. How much is this pushing that envelope open further for it's them? Still, it's high still, house prices? Yeah, it's still available for a lot of uh, young adults still looking to buy homes. Uh, for example, if somebody wanted to buy something in the 800000 range in, in, in some of these high-end places, you can still buy an 800000 with three and a half percent down, it, it all really That's comes huge. Out. It's I, huge. I, I came into this business in the early two thousands. That that was not the case. <laughs> it's, it's huge, and these rates, uh, in most cases, are running right now in this market. They're running in the low six percent range, so it's actually not a bad rate. No. The other thing is that uh, FHA mortgage insurance have come down significantly, so it huge. makes the overall monthly payment lower. So, so there are some incentives for first-time home buyers, especially those getting the CalHAPA FHA program. So there is a lot of incentive. The biggest hurdle right now for a lot of first-time home buyers is their interest rate. And the reality is what happened in 2020 and 2021 was not normal. Right. <laughs> Those were the lowest rate in history. History. In mm -hmm. history. We may not, it's likely that we will never see those rates again in our lifetime. But 
in history, we also, there was a time when we had interest rates in the 18% range. Yes. It's likely we will also never see those rates again in our lifetime. So where, where will we see interest rates between now and the presidential election year? We'll probably will end up, if I, if I had to guess, we'll probably end up settling down somewhere in the mid fours to low 5% between now and then, somewhere in there. And that's probably going to be the norm. So I think that's really now the reality is we need to get used to the real, yes. the real world. And it's when we do that, but in the meantime, while we're trying to realize and get used to that normality, prices still keep going up because there's not a lot of inventory in California. Mm-hmm. And prices will not go down unless some crazy, you know, natural disaster happens. We just don't see that happening. Oh. Um, you know. <laughs> Again, look at the inventory. There's not a lot of houses in the market. Right. But when we want to have first-time home buyers, we also want to help the real estate agents like Jeff and other business partners. We need to do our job on the lending side to help those clients and first-time home buyers. But there's there's still a lot of other problems. I just focused on one of many others. Right, right. But it's incredible having this conversation. And we're going to be doing this again because I love this conversation. And I think there's not enough of the information out there. We might see a quick commercial or flyers here and there, but actual candid conversations where we kind of put you in the hot seat. And I appreciate it so much, Luis. I've known you for so many years. You're the most mm-hmm. just trustworthy educated in this space of, of any professional that I know. And I would hand you to my own children if I had to because I don't do that much. Jeff, I'm kudos to you for being a young entrepreneur going into this real estate space, especially mm-hmm. in the time you. that you're in it. That's a lot, <laughs> but we need more of you as well because we don't want that you know older realtor image that's kind of out there. A lot of wonderful seasoned professionals. Right. But we need some fresh faces out there influencing your generation to say now is the time. Are you noticing any conversations around maybe um, young professionals like yourself coming together and maybe buying together so that you can at least get in that game and start building equity? Oh, absolutely. I, I can, I've talked to plenty of people who they, you know, if they can get into like a duplex or something going on with a person with a duplex or something just to get their foot in the door and then start in that direction. Um, that's absolutely something that I hear a lot around. Lewis, what are your thoughts on that? You know, um, what's interesting is that programs like the one I just mentioned, um, the CalHAPA FHA program or conventional, um, you can get a CalHAPA owner occupied for two units or four units. So you can do that. I mean, you can get very creative. Um, but always, I always tell clients is that don't limit yourself on what you can do. But what's important is always be straightforward. What is your intention? Mm-hmm. What is the direction you want to do? Because um, whether it's it's a first-time home buyer or and you have a down payment, just always be straightforward. Because um, whatever that may be, you may have the down payment, but maybe you don't have the income to show on your tax returns. Well, guess what? I can find other solutions. Sometimes we mm-hmm. have programs like bank statement programs where we can use mm-hmm. the deposits to use as income. So happy those are back. <laughs> yeah. so, so we have those programs. Um, another example I've been working here internally at Prime Lending is that you know there's a lot of clients that we are starting to find that don't have social security numbers. They need they have um, what we call ITIN. So in other words, maybe they've been working here, filing tax returns, building their credit, but they don't have a social security number. Guess what? We're in Southern California. 
mm-hmm. we have a lot of Hispanic Latino community and mm-hmm. they pay their taxes, but they, and they have the down payment. Guess what? We offer those programs. So opportunities for Jeff to be able to help clients in a position to have the down payment and can qualify for a loan. Guess what? We can do that. So we can help all types of first-time home, wow. first-time home buyers. Mm-hmm. So, it's not limited to just three and a half percent down. There's right. a bunch of opportunities, and whether they have the taxes or they're self-employed, and maybe they 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 don't have the taxes because they're taking the advantages given by the government to deduct, you know, those opportunities that are allowed. So we have alternative opportunities for them, you know, and so. Uh, I think there's just a matter of educating the consumer, but what we're finding is a lot of them are not educated and there's a lot of loan officers out there that don't educate their clients. And I think this is what this platform is allowing us to do that and also educate the the, the business partners. Completely. So. Because then, you know, Jeff, for you and, and your other colleagues out there in mm-hmm. this space, you can say, no, wait a minute, we may have a solution. And another question I had creatively as well, especially when we're dealing with young adults and younger first time home buyers, can they receive gift funds? Let's say there's a family member that says, well, I can I can put five thousand in on this. Can they receive maybe some of those down to payment assistance and still have a gift fund so that they can make this dream happen? Yes, they can have gift funds. In in most cases, um, they can have a large gift funds as long as the um, as long as um, the person who's going to be on the loan has at least a partial amount of the of the down payment coming from okay. them. A lot depends also on the lender, um, and that's kind of where the experience of the loan officer comes in, mm-hmm. because there could be so many. I mean, there could be endless amount of products. So the lender has to be, or the loan officer has to know the guidelines of each one because mm-hmm. everyone can change. But for the most part, yes, um, you can do that. You can you can definitely give money. Um, and in most cases, um, if you put 20% down, it doesn't matter whether they uh, whether it's coming, all of it's coming from the family or not. It sounds like Jeff has the front end of this system because he identifies those in his sphere that are ready to take this next step. Mm-hmm. And then Lewis, you have to go through mounds of programs and paperwork <laughs> and work to put that together to see which program is best and make this happen for them so that Jeff can then go identify the property. Am I am I right with that order of things that you are yes. the one with the mounds of paperwork? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought Jeff in because I wanted to let Jeff and anyone else who's listening to this today is that, you know, we run into so many uh, people that are not necessarily first time home buyers or maybe that are first time home buyers, but maybe you have like, for example, doctors or people that uh, were, were salary, right? And then they decide, for example, hey, I want to buy a house for the first time, but it just happened that maybe a doctor decided to leave the hospital and go on their own practice, right? So they were salary. I'm just giving you a random example. Sure. Mm-hmm. A doctor decided, hey, I don't want to work with this hospital anymore. I want to go my own practice. Self-employed. So they just went from a ten, five-year practice, I mean, working with a hospital and decided to go on their own practice. So from a regular bank, uh, guess what? I can't help you because we need these minimum two years, two years tax <laughs> returns, right? But here's this house in this market that is like priced well and they want this house and there's no way they can like pass on this but they don't qualify so what do you do jeff's like i got this guy he wants this house blah 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 what do you do well guess what 
if you know the right person who is an expert, and there are several really good expert LOs out there. I'm not saying I'm the only one, but we're talking here today with me. Yes. Mm -hmm. I chose you on we purpose. Have, it's okay. <laughs> we, is, there is a program. We have a program that allows somebody to be able to put as as much as 20, as little as 20% down with no income verification, but they have to show that they have the money in the bank of at least 12 months reserves or more. And we don't need to know, we will, we don't need to show any income. And they just have to keep the loan for one year. So that means that person can be waiting for just two years tax returns to basically have them. And then as soon as they finish doing their two years tax returns, they can go and get a regular loan, come back after that, and we'll refinance it in a regular 30-year fixed loan. That's brilliant. But guess what? They got the house that they wanted. Because again, what did we say? That house is probably going to be worth way more right. two years from now or a year from now. Right. So I'm giving you an example, you know, of what kind of circumstances that can have and that can help people like Jeff um, in this industry where you don't have to lose a client. And, right. and if you're a client out there that's going through a profession like that where you're switching from salary to self-employed, you don't have to feel like you're losing out. I've heard these stories for many, many yes. years, but the industry and the mortgage side is changing, but you have to educate the, the, the consumer. Mm -hmm. that's, Jeff, how... How much easier does this make your job when you know that you can have these kind of conversations with potential home buyers? Oh, it makes it way easier, especially with someone like Luis in my back pocket, who if I have a question, he's always right there for me. It it definitely puts me at ease and it makes it way easier out there. I love the ambition to really change the narrative on buying a home and what that really can mean, because that's literally that wealth. It's still the best way to establish yourself, have have ongoing asset and wealth being a homeowner is the American dream. It just is. And mm -hmm. I love, I've loved for 20 years working with young professionals in both the real estate and mortgage side. And I've seen the passion. I've seen the heartaches. We've seen the industry go up and down. I've been through the recession, all of that stuff, but it always comes back with the same enthusiasm, excitement. And there's always new professionals saying, I want to be a part of that. And the, I just feel that the key to that success and the longevity and for Lewis, I know it's been for you and Jeff, I know it will be for you as well as a young professional is that enthusiasm and, and doing this and saying, I'm helping future homeowners. I'm helping mm -hmm. people have a piece of that dream and giving them hope. And I think there's just an excitement to that. Lewis, do you love every closing? I mean, does it just like you love every family you've helped? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I think one of the reasons I'm still in the industry is because I get the satisfaction that I know I've made a difference, Yes, um, that I've impacted people's, um, people's lives. Um, I think one of the, sometimes don't get me wrong. Some clients can be, um, can be, very challenging just because it's so they're passionate too and sometimes it's difficult especially for some home buyers it can be very difficult to go through because they're going through their own stress maybe they're moving out of town i had one client who was moving from san diego to houston and it was it was hard um <laughs> was i think she was i believe 29 years old her mom was a real estate agent so she was helping her and you could, I could tell the stress level was getting much, much bigger. And her and I had great conversation, but I could tell the stress level was getting much, much higher. Ultimately, we closed the deal. She moved to Houston, and I went to go see her at the bank where she worked, um, like literally like days before she she was uh, flying over. And you know, even though it was it was a difficult 
interaction towards the end, um, I knew where she was coming from, but walking in there and seeing her smile and just knowing that she was ecstatic and, you know, you forget about all the, all the stress that she went through or the interactions that maybe were very stressful during the middle of the transaction. And all that, the last image I had of her was that she was ecstatic and happy. Mm. And, and that made the difference. And next thing I know, I saw on my LinkedIn, she posted this great story about her, her experience with me and, and, and the transaction. And it just, it's, it, you know, I wasn't expecting it, but the investment was on her experience at the end. And yes. so I always look at it like mm -hmm. I always spend the time that needs to be done in the client. And if I invest that time, I always look at it as an investment because if she liked that, if I invest that moment and those times with her, then I'm hoping that maybe if she likes that experience, she will refer me clients. And guess what? It wasn't that big of a loan. But guess what? I don't know if that loan, that re referrals that I will get down the road could turn out to be big loans. So I will, I work just as hard for a $150,000 loan as I will work for a three and a half million dollar loan. Right. You ask any of my colleagues or anybody who works with me, I work just as strong. And sometimes it's frustrating because they're like, it's just a $50,000 loan, but it's not about the loan amount. It's about making sure you take care of that client, you know, and that's what it all, it, that's the satisfaction I get is to make sure that they're satisfied at the end. You know, I think if we have so many different national days, like we even have a national ice cream day, why do we not have a national real estate and mortgage professional day? Because you guys deserve <laughs> to have your own day with its own color theme and its own memes all over social media. But I think we should make that happen. I think there's a way to actually make something like that happen. I might make it a new mission. Amy, I think you should come up and produce uh, um, uh, a mortgage they already have a, a real estate reality show. I think you should produce a mortgage reality. <laughs> a mortgage reality show? God, that would mm -hmm. be amazing. I will put. I will start. My producer hat will start working. Jeff, Jeff, do you have any last questions for Lewis or any last thoughts on? I, I know it probably feels like this huge mountain that you're looking at with helping right. young homeowners with the dis, the discouraging messages that come through media. Any last questions or thoughts that you have on changing that narrative so that you can put more individuals in homes? That's a tough one for me on the spot like that. Um, <laughs> I, I can't right now. I can't think of anything at the moment. It's okay. It's a, it, it's a lot, it, but it's a loaded question. It's a loaded question. It really was a loaded question, but that's okay. We appreciate the, the bold moves that you've made to mm -hmm. be in this space. And I hope that this has answered a lot of questions. This is why I do this. This is why I love turning on the camera and creating these conversations, because hopefully if you're watching this and you're hearing this, share it, share it with someone, you know, that maybe didn't realize that this isn't mm -hmm. grandma and grandpa's banking situation anymore, that you don't have 20% down, you're not buying a property. And so you just have to wait. That's not the case. And I think Lewis, you've done a great job of changing that conversation today, that there are creative programs so that we no longer have to pay these exorbitant rents but maybe let's start helping get our young adults actually have the same dream of owning a home. And just one last thing, and, and this goes to Jeff too, um, and anybody watching this today is that um, one more thing, especially on those first time home buyers, if you're a veteran, um, mm. active military, guess what? You don't need a down payment. Nothing. Nothing. So, so, and, and if, and also if uh, here in Southern California, we have a big, big, uh, you know, population of veterans and active military. Mm -hmm. So 
It's and the just, loan limits have gone up, haven't they? Haven't those VA yes, loan limits so, so where it's it's absolutely. doable? So Jeff, um, you know, I know you're you're, you're, you're you want to help so many families. I mean, there's a lot of veterans mm-hmm. that are and young veterans, uh, I mean, excuse me, young active military people that are not aware of all their opportunities. Mm-hmm. So this is also an opportunity, and I'll, I'd be more than happy to help you and anybody who who um, I'm an, I, I am a very much an expert on VA loans too. So any military families that I can help, I mean, I'm a gun ho on those two. And I, I, those are also one of the most proud moments I have is when I can help uh, military families. So I love it. Good stuff today. Let's get more buyers in homes. <laughs> it's yeah. time. Yeah. I want that to be like hitting the media. Like, wow. New young homeowners are finally saying, we're not listening mm-hmm. to the negative news. We're not listening to the doomsday. We're going to have that American dream. And and I love the conversation about maybe doubling up. Find your best friend. Go in this together. At least get mm-hmm. in the game. Right. Get yes, in the game. That's actually, one of the smartest things is that uh, right now, if you have friends, young people, you know, middle-aged, whatever it is, if you can team up with friends and go for it. This is the perfect time. Awesome. Thank you both. And uh, thank you to your young assistant over there, Jeff. We liked your, meeting your <laughs> assistant that you have. Louis, thank you so much. And as a fellow Rotarian, thank you for all the service that you give to so many all the time. And we will come up with another great topic, helping our young homebuyers on the next episode here of In the Spotlight featuring our Morgan real estate professionals. We'll see you again next time. Thank you.